Uh, this won't be a short one, uh, so you're probably going to burn some time off Perg. Uh, but Jesus starts off our gospel today with a line that's super important. Yeah, he says, uh, if your brother sins against you, you need to post about it on social media and in a passive-aggressive fashion. Uh, it's right there. Here's the deal, right? We're all here in church together, and it, it might be because of geography, right? It's just the church closest to us. Uh, I don't know the reason that you're at this particular Catholic church, but whatever reason you think it is, I'm telling you it's because God wanted you here. God needed you here. And you and I, our presence here is a result of God calling us. And we could do that thing that 99.999% of Catholics do. I'm going to go to church, get my Jesus, and get out. Yeah? Maybe leave a couple bucks. That part is extremely important. Yeah? <laughs> and you know, we could do okay in life with that. We will never be dangerous to the devil if we do that. We can end up being a very harmless and safe human. But we're called to a lot more than that. That we are supposed to here form a community. A group of people not just united by theology, right? The devil agrees with our theology. But absolutely, positively in love with each other. We're supposed to be a community. A family of love. And for that to happen, one of the things we got to figure out is how to deal with the fact that although we are perfect, the people around us aren't. Yeah? Uh, especially the person sitting next to you. I know. We are all here because, I, at least I hope, we recognize we need help. Now, we can get mad at sinners in church. Yeah, but it's a little bit like being mad at someone for being in the doctor's office and coughing a lot. They're there because they need a doctor. We are here because we need Jesus. And so what do we do when someone in our family right here sins in a way that hurts us? Well, the first thing we want to do is make sure it's actually a sin. This was a big way God challenged me, and I didn't like it at all. Yeah? You know how we all have irritations? I have a number of them that I will now share. No, I, there's this one, okay? I don't know why, but for some reason when people state the obvious, I get disproportionately irritated. Do you remember when we had to make an announcement, gosh, we don't have a priest for this mass. And afterward, people asked me, well, did you call other priests? Yeah, we actually thought of that right away. <laughs> like, well, what, what do you, I wanted to do that thing. No, that's a great idea, though. We didn't think about checking to see, right? The obvious question, for some reason, drives me nuts. And it is disproportionate how much it drives me nuts. So here are my options. Number one, pretend you're sinning when you do that. Right? Then I get to feel righteous. Then I get to feel great about me. Yeah? Or I can say they're trying to help. 
and I'm not entirely bright. So it's possible that someone looked over the scenario and thought, they might not have thought of that. I can say it's a sin, but I'm lying. And I'm just trying to feel better about me. All it is is an irritation, and it has no value unless I give it value. Instead, I can say, this person cares about our church. This person cares about Mass. And just because it's an obvious question to me doesn't mean it is to them. I've met me. I'm not surprised people don't think I'm very bright, yeah? But all kidding aside, the first thing you and I want to figure out is, is this really a sin? Or do I need to cowboy up a little? Because any time, it's right here in the gospel, you heard it. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there is irritants. Yeah? We will irritate each other because we're in a group. It happens. Nobody here is exactly the same. I've told you this before, my mom's great line. If you have a group of people, if you have two people and they agree on everything, you don't need one of them. You don't need one of them. It's the very fact that we all think differently, see differently. Each one is some reflection of the Lord and we can rejoice in that instead of trying to crush it. One of the things, I know we just talked about this, someone came up, you need to talk to those people who come into church late, right? I got that one the other day. And you know what I knew right away? That person has never come into church late. Why do I know that? Because otherwise they wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, we always good at picking up other people's sin that we don't struggle with. But why? I don't know what I don't know. I don't know why they're late. And I kind of don't care. I'm just glad we're here. I'm just glad that God is worth our time. When we get to this moment where we think that person has hurt me, we do want to ask if they've actually hurt us or if they've just had the audacity to inconvenience us or to throw us off our game a little. Now, sometimes it is a sin. I sin all the time. I'm good at it. We all sin. And part of that sin means we're going to hurt each other sometimes. And what if that is the case? What if I think it through? No, no, that's a legit sin. What am I going to do about it? Well, Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, tell him his fault between you and him alone. Right? That means we don't get to gossip and call it venting. And that's tough. That's really tough to pull off, isn't it? What we got to do is love our relationships enough to actually fight for them, not just complain about them. And I know it's tough. But if our heart tells us, no, this person hurt me, and this is for real, then we need to approach them in love and humility and have the courage to fight for the relationship. If I can't do that, and it happens, I've been there, then we need to make a decision to prayerfully forgive them in our heart and move on. And we could do that. We could say, I'll bet that person was doing their best. I'll bet they did not mean to hurt me at all. And I'll bet in this process I can be a little more merciful. 
There is a real power to being hurt and responding by forgiving whether the person asks for it or not. For example, Jesus on the cross, huh? Nobody there went, we're sorry. But his response was, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. And that's the case with a lot of our hurt. The person didn't mean to hurt us. No one here got up this morning and thought, I'm going to hurt three people today. No one. But we will hurt people today. It's part of being a broken person in a broken world. And we need to be so tender and merciful with each other. Because haven't you needed mercy? Haven't you needed tenderness? Why not give it? So what if we get to that point, huh? I've been hurt. It's not just an irritation. It's a legit sin. And I do love this person. I think we need to talk about it. Well, then Jesus says, approach him. And you can apply a really simple rule here. This comes from my mom in the Gospel of Martha. Don't look it up. She says, ask, don't accuse. Ask, don't accuse. If we go about this confrontation and we just come in hot, we come in swinging, nothing will get better. But we always assume love. We always assume maybe ignorance or just a simple not paying attention. To ask, not accuse, will generally involve us making sure we're not ascribing motives to people. This is the big thing, right? When Jesus says, don't judge, right? And people love to pull those two words out of the 800 it's in the middle of. He's explicitly talking about motives. You and I can say, hey, that action is wrong. That's not judging. When we pretend we know why, that's judging. We don't know what we don't know. What we do know is that we're trying our best, and I'll bet they are too. And we can gain an insight. If you've ever caught yourself doing this, I catch me doing this all the time. And it's amazing, because I'm so close to perfect. Why are you laughing? This is, this is awkward. Uh, when I catch myself ascribing motives to people, all I've learned is what my motives would be. Whatever you and I put motives on other people, we are revealing what our motives are, not theirs. We can learn a lot from being hurt. We can. And Jesus wants us to learn everything we can from the experience. The first thing we want to figure out is, did that person sin or am I just irritated? Or am I oversensitive? And then if we realize, no, no, they sinned and I'm hurt, it's a time to ask ourselves, can I talk to them out of love? Can I talk to them out of care for our relationship? And if not, it's okay. But do forgive. Forgive in your heart. Tell Jesus, don't collect that debt. And if we do decide, no, I, I got to get after this and I have the, the, the courage to get after it, then when we confront we need to make sure we're asking and not accusing. And we want to be careful about our tendency to stick our motives on other people. If this seems hard to you, it's because it is. It's just a lot easier to gossip. 
It's just a lot easier to sit there and hurt. But the person who hurt you is worth this. You're worth this. Jesus commands it. So let's fight for community, huh? We are worth that fight. Let's follow Jesus' command. Let's follow his words, right? Oh, no one anything but the debt of love. So Jesus' love compels us to make sure our relationships with each other are strong, that we're not just coming to church, but that we are a part of a family who owes each other an unpayable debt of love. Amen? Amen. All right.